0: And the honor for the anointing that has been in this house this morning we thank you father god for the spirit of revival that's building up in our hearts we're believing for a national breakthrough in the body of christ and for revival and a great awakening to take place in this country and all over this world and so father god as, as we as as believers of this church we stand in the gap this is this is the city that you've called us to to take for Jesus. And God we see it done. You said when you called us here that I am sending you to a city whose builder and maker is God. And then the Lord told pastor things but the Lord told me Sarah herself shall receives receives strength to conceive the seed. And I praise God that we have it in the name of Jesus and that this church would be a hospital. And whatever the need, people would come in and they would receive whatever they needed. And so I praise God for that. So, Pastor, and God, let this Holy Spirit fall on both of us and teach through us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Well, we'll start off with, <clears throat> pardon me we'll start off with the nugget. Hmm. The battle may not be our choice. The battle may not be our choice, but the outcome is. One more time. The battle may not be our choice, but the outcome is, and you'll see why that was the nugget for today. Okay. the Two most important uh, disciplines in the life of a believer is Bible study and prayer. It is impossible to grow as a believer without practicing both. Yeah. One way in which we express our faith, in which our faith can grow, is through prayer. Prayer can change us. Amen. Yeah. Prayer can revive us. Glory to God. There are many great promises attached to prayer in the Bible. So let's turn to one. Second Chronicles. Chapter 7, that's Second Chronicles
0: chapter 7. Can I share a little bit, change this a little bit? Prayer will change us and prayer will revive us. If you want to, that's my part on this. Prayer can change us, but prayer will change us. Prayer will revive us. Prayer does. Why don't we say prayer does change us and prayer does revive us. Praise God. Get excited this morning.
1: 2 Chronicles chapter 7, looking at verse 14, a verse that uh, we hear quoted even from
0: politicians.
1: (laughs) If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land.
0: Wow. Can you read that in the Amplified? I don't have the
1: Amplified with me.
0: You don't? No. Nope. Can I read that now? Go ahead for the Amplified. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land now, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer offered in this place. Hallelujah. And I call that done in Jesus' name today in this place. Hallelujah.
1: See, in this, this verse here, these two verses, God makes uh, glorious promises to heal our land and revive us if we pray. So, you know.
0: Can I read verse 16 too? Oh, she wants verse 16. Go for on. I have chosen and sanctified, set apart for holy, for holy use, this house. This house. That's why this sanctuary is set apart. For I have chosen, this verse 16, and sanctified, set apart for holy use, this house, that my name may be here forever, and my eyes and my heart will be here perpetually. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Since we're speaking on prayer, no revival or awakening comes without prayer, as we've looked at already. Every relationship to God must begin with humility, and this is the essential condition for revival, to have humility. During revival, prayer becomes more intense. During a revival, prayer becomes more intense. In revival, even non Christians come to prayer meetings and get saved. Remember the circuit riders? God is in the business of reviving those who fear that they are almost dead. So uh, some of us need to get a spark in us. We might have a glow, but we need to be on fire. Uh, Let me give you a few individuals that spoke on revival. Charles Finney, we already spoke about him. uh, Define revival as nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. Just as, a, as in the case of a converted sinner, the first step is a deep repentance, a breaking down of the heart, getting down into the dust before God with deep humility and forsaking of sin. That's was, was what Charles Finney said. Another evangelist, his name was Gypsy Smith. He was asked, how do you start a revival? His answer, go home. Lock yourselves up in your inner inner room, kneel down in the middle of the floor, draw a chalk mark all around yourself, and then ask God to start revival inside that chalk mark.
0: Amen. <laughs> goes along with what Dan said, right
1: <laughs> when he a- when he has answered your prayer, the revo- revival will be on you, okay, so. So some of you know how to get the revival started, right? Go home and get a chalk mark in a room. Okay, uh, another individual, R.A. Tory. Uh, he gave a, a prescription for revival. I can give a prescription that will bring revival to any church or community or any city on earth. Are you ready? Are you wanting revival? Uh Oh, okay, some of us are saying, hmm. One, let a few Christians, there need not be many, get thoroughly right with God themselves. This is the prime essential. If this is not done, the rest of what I'm to say will come to nothing. So he says, you got to get right with God. Two, let them bind themselves together in in a prayer group to pray for a revival until God opens the heavens and comes down. So he says, you don't stop. Number three, let them put themselves at the disposal of God for him to use as he sees fit in winning others to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all. Okay? Okay. This is sure to bring a revival to any church or community. I have given this prescription around the world. It has been taken by many churches and many communi- uh, communities. And in no s- instances has it ever failed. It cannot fail. So we had three people there. Talked about revivals. Pick
0: one. Can I share this a little bit here? Okay. I find this interesting that he said it doesn't need to be many. But they need to get thoroughly right with God themselves. Then he says they need to bind themselves together in a prayer group to pray for revival until God opens the heavens and comes down. That's what Jesus said to do on the day of Pentecost. He told them to go and wait. Come together and wait. And let them put themselves at the disposal of God for him to use as he sees fit in winning others to Christ. Praise the Lord. I think that's why we were talking on unity so much before. It's time, church. God wants to change this city, this state, this nation.
1: And it starts with us, you as individuals, Mm -hmm. me as an individual. If we don't do it, nothing's going to happen. Okay. So I pose this question. If we are really convinced that prayer changes the way God acts and that God does bring about remarkable changes in the world in response to prayers as the scripture teachers, teaches, then we certainly would pray more than we do. If we really believe that what, what the scripture said, we would be praying more than what we are doing. Boy, that hurt. If we pray little, it's because we do not believe that prayer will accomplish much. Oh, boy. The physical will not be taken care of until the spiritual needs are first addressed. That means we need to get ourselves in tune. Okay? Okay? Okay. Uh, Let's turn to the book of James, chapter 5, please. That's James, chapter 5. James chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Okay. He's talking about a righteous man that uh, his uh, prayers prevail much. Then he talks about who? Next verse, 17. Elias or Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. Wow. We need to be like an individual like Elijah. He had an effectual prayer. He stopped Maybe somebody started praying or something, and that's why we got a drought here. We need to, we just need to start praying and get the rains to come down. Uh, now let's go. Let's look at uh, Elijah one more time. Going back to First Kings, all the way back to First Kings, please. First Kings chapter seventeen. 1 Kings chapter 17. Let's look at verse. Uh, This is uh, when there was that drought. Okay. Verse 20. That's 1 Kings 17, 20. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, hast thou not also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sergeant by slaying her son? Okay. This is the first recorded prayer of Elijah. Not saying the first prayer in the Bible; it's the first record of of his prayer. Um, He brought he brought the the situation to God and laid his case before Him, not knowing what else to say. I mean, look at God. uh, You know, this woman's son. I mean, here we just got through feeding him real good. Now he dies. It's not good. So, now we're going to look, look at what effectual prayer is like. Effectual prayer realizes the situation. Number one, effectual prayer realizes the situation. It does not deny it. You know, uh, hate to say it, some of the word of faith say, well, I, well, I'm not sick. You know, they're coughing and hacking. Well, that's not true. You, you can't deny it. You've got the symptoms on you. You have to speak to that, that thing, call it out, and it needs to be spoken to. So let's now turn to the book of Romans, chapter 4. Yeah, um, yeah okay, but, you know, I'm saying some, some go uh, on, on the other side of things. Romans, chapter 4. Romans 4, uh, verse 19. That's Romans 4, 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Was there he considering it. See, he said, well, okay, it's gone. You know, okay. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Okay. He knew the situation. He didn't deny it. All right. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Verse 20, And being fully persuaded that what was, had promised, he was able to perform. Amen. So he's seeing that the promise was there, that the promise of God is high, has a higher value than our reasoning or our feelings. Okay. Um, let's go all the way. We'll look at this. In another area, let's go back to the book of Genesis. you know where Genesis is? Book of Genesis, chapter 17. Verse 1. And Abram was ninety years old, and nine, ninety-nine years old. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect." And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. Wow. Chapter 18. Verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of womanhood. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, "After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my lord, of being old also?" So we see here, faith goes beyond our our human potential. I mean, there are certain things we can do, but you know, in their case, things were gone. (laughs) Things were finished. So we have to insist what God, that God is able to do what He said He is able to do. God, you said it. I didn't say it. This is Your word. I'm I'm falling on You. I'm relying on You to bring it to pass because in my own I can't do a thing. Because I, I, you know, Abraham said, I, I'm, you know, it's it's no more. Okay, so. Effective prayer, number one, effective prayer recognizes the situation. It does not deny it, but it's called out and spoken to. Amen. Just like back in Romans, he called it out. Change things. We need to change things with our words, God's words in our mouth. Amen. Number two, let's go to Isaiah chapter. One. You say faith goes beyond human potential? Yeah. Okay. You say uh, we're going to book of Isaiah chapter 1 at this time.
0: As you turn there, one thing you said, the last thing you said, one must insist that God is able to bring it to pass. In other words, you don't stop until it comes to pass. You don't give up and say, well, I guess it's not going to happen this time. That's prayer. That is fervent. Fervent prayer. Fervent prayer does insists, this is what the word says. This is what you said, God. This is what you promised. You will bring it to pass. You've got your scriptures in front of you. You're standing on them. You've got the enemy yapping away in your head. In your, Head, and you must insist that God is able and will bring it to pass. And one of the scriptures that I always stand on well, two of them one of them is that the things with God, the things with man are impossible, the things impossible to man are possible with God. And then in Psalms 107 19 and 20 they cried unto the Lord and he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all destruction. And you've got to have your scripture out there. You've got to know that you know that you know that that scripture will come to pass no matter what the enemy's trying to tell you in your mind. That's why this circle and you in the middle of it, you and God are there working together and the things that the impossibilities in this type of prayer that have held you down as you and God are communing those impossibilities that the enemies told you are impossible to you will leave because it's you and God communing with one another and he will always bring you back to what the word of God says always always you stay there till you get your answer Praise the Lord.
1: Okay, the second thing after um, recognizing the situation, you cry out to God and remind Him. So in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. In other words, He says, Okay, let's talk this thing over. You cry out to God, He says, Okay, let's talk it over. Okay. So what are we supposed to talk over? Mm -hmm. Let's go to the book of Exodus. Let's find out how the people talk to the Lord. Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2. Are you ready? Exodus chapter 2. And looking at, beginning with verse 24, that's the last two verses of that uh, chapter. And God heard their groanings, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. What does it say in the Amplified?
0: It says, and God heard their signs and groaning and earnest, earnestly remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the Isra- Israelites and took knowledge of them and concerned himself about them, knowing all, understanding, and remembering all.
1: Amen. Hallelujah.
0: He remembers what he said.
1: That's why he want, wants us to bring... Back, he wants to know if we know. All right, how much have you read? How much do you remember? Can you put God to the test? Whoa, putting God to the test. Do you remember this guy? This is what you said. Okay, uh, turning back. Let's return back to First uh, Kings. We're going to go to the eighteenth chapter once more. Time.
0: One thing. Um... It's pretty simple. I'm going to just kind of put it bluntly while you're turning there and simply. If you know that your family, your natural family has circumstances and situations and it's gone down the line and you know that, then you know exactly this is, I mean, head start on what I need to pray about and what scriptures I need to get out and stand on. Because I am a new creation and I have new parents. I have a new father and I'm of this bloodline now. And this other stuff has no right on me. And so you take the scripture against it and you stand on it firmly. And every time the enemy tries to come and and tell you differently, you say, you know, his butts. He has a lot of butts, this, but that, you know, you tell him no. I'm a new creation, and these are the scriptures that I have to tell you, get out of here. And the more you speak it forth, the more you confession, the more confessing, you do of confessing the scripture out loud, the more you take, you take possession of it. It's you possessing the word of God and ramming it down the enemy's throat, and he'll get tired of it and he'll leave. So you tell him get his butt out of here. Okay. Uh, First Kings. <laughs> First
1: First Kings. Let's go back to First Kings here, and we said that uh, we're talking about Elijah, that he now he now he cries out, and he reminds God. So let's go to First Kings chapter eighteen. This is where um, there is a situation that the people of uh, Israel. Uh, a halt between two opinions, if God be God or Baal be God, then, you know, worship Him. So we find here in chapter 18 of First Kings, starting with verse 36, And it came to pass, uh, the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things, at thy word, hear me, O Lord! Here is, here is that uh, cries out and reminds. Hear me, O Lord, that this people may know that thou art Lord God, and that thou hast turned their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell, and it consumed the burnt sacrifices and the wood and the stones and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, "The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is." the he is the God. So, Elijah reminds God once again. He's reasoning with God. He says, you can do these things. You know, and it took place. Okay.
0: Well, what he says in 36, he says, I have done all these things at your word. So, he had God's word to stand on him. That was the foundation. You know, remember the foundation where Jesus talked about different foundations those that were on sand those that were on the word built on the rock and so he had he said God at your word doing these things praise God oh glory at his word the fire of God falls Amen. praise the Lord okay third thing
1: Effective prayer. Um, you can call on God's history. God, God call on God's history. When you sc- discover what God has done in the past, that he, he is able to do the same thing today. He wants us, He wants to do it today. All we have to do is ask. So you want to find the book of Habakkuk. The book of Habakkuk. It's right after Nahum. <laughs> it tells them a lot. <laughs> Before Zephaniah. We find the Z boys. And it's before the first Z. Okay. So Habakkuk. And we want to go to chapter 3. And looking at verse 2. O Lord. I have heard thy speech. And I was afraid. O Lord. Revive thy work. In the midst of the years. In the midst of the years. Make known. In the wrath. Remember. Mercy. So. So. Remember. Remember, Lord, you are good. Remember, Lord, you are good. Hey, we don't want bad things to happen. <laughs> Remember, Lord, you are good. We need to do the same thing. Lord, you're good. You're good. Don't let it fall on me. Amen. Don't let it fall on us. Jesus, scripture says in, in Hebrews 13, Jesus saying, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we can always count on, God he doesn't change he says I change not okay number four
0: you need, to, you need to read this chapter three because he reminds God of a lot of things that God did I didn't mean to interrupt you there but um, he talks about reviving this work in the midst of, the, of years he taught, you need to really read this this week this whole chapter it's very powerful you did this you did this you did this you did this hallelujah Go ahead, sweetie.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, going back, we could say just in our, our country's history, you gave us leaders, good leaders. Yeah. You gave us good Supreme Court men. You gave us th- uh, two good awakenings. We need a third awakening in our country. Th- that's a good way to start it. I mean, hey, we need revival in our land. I mean, when people, um, well, here we go. Okay. <coughs> When you have people running for office and people come in there and, and uh, throw a disturbance in because they don't want to hear the truth, that's wrong. We should be able to give First Amendment as freedom of speech, and some people are denying that. Uh, uh, major universities today deny uh, Christians or conservatives to, to speak at their uh, universities. They won't even let uh, Jews come in to speak. So it's, it's wrong. Uh, we have turned things, our country has turned things backwards. We need, to, we need to pray about it and change things around. And only you and I can do it. We can't expect the world to do it because they're not going to do it. They're happy the way things are going. And if you're happy the way things are going, don't pray. Okay, I just got that out of my hair. Okay.
0: What hair, what, what hair? I know it. That, that's You're good. You're right. <laughs> He just got a haircut. That's what I am thinking think of. Yeah. <laughs> Number four.
1: <laughs> desire that God be honored. We have effective prayer. Cries out to mm. God. Call God back to history. Now, desire that God be honored. We have to examine our hearts. Why am I asking for this? Myself or for others? How does, how does or will this honor God? Okay, uh, we're going to go to another easy book. It's right after the book of Jeremiah. Anybody know what comes after Jeremiah? Lamentations. It's the book of Lamentations.
0: That is a good one, though. How does or will this honor God? Ask yourself. Ask yourself everywhere you go how does or will this honor God? What you watch, does this honor God? Lamentations. What you hear, does this honor God? (laughs) Okay, zip it.
1: Lamentations, looking at uh, chapter 3. I hope you found it by now. And we're looking at verse 40. It says, let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. So maybe we need to readjust our thinking. Okay. Or our Um, confession. Or our confession. Well, thinking goes along with confession. Now let's go to the New Testament, chapter 13 of uh, 2 Corinthians. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians 13. This goes along with Lamentations 3 and 40. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, looking at verse 5. It says, examine yourselves whether ye be in faith. Hmm. Prove your own selves. Know that ye, ye are not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. So we need to find out what's going on in our own mind, in our own life. Now, since we're you right to next to the, the amplified if, here. Yeah, go ahead if you want to read from now. Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourselves not Christ. Do you not do you do you not re- yourselves realize and know thoroughly and by ever increasing experience that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are counterfeits disapproved on trial and rejected praise you Jesus so he says we've got to evaluate ourselves
1: okay since we're right there right after 2nd Corinthians you find the very next book is Galatians and we want to move to Galatians chapter 6 and we want to look at verse 4 that's Galatians 6 verse 4 it says but let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another.
0: What does that say in the Amplified, please? But let every person carefully scrutinize and examine and test his own conduct and his own work. He can then have the personal satisfaction and joy of doing something commendable in itself alone without restoring to boastful comparison with his neighbor.
1: Well, glory to God. So. How do we honor God in that way? Okay, so once again, one was effective prayer. Two, we cry out to God. Three, we remind God of uh, our history. Four, we said uh, desire that uh, God be honored. We have to check ourselves out. Number five, ask God to act. Ask God to act. So if you want to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 12. We must we must actually ask God to do something, and then not be surprised when He does it. In Acts chapter twelve, you remember Peter is locked up in prison, okay? Right after they killed James, okay? Acts chapter twelve, beginning with verse thirteen. This is again from the King James. And as As Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. Verse 15, And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, It is his angel, but Peter continued to knock. And when they had opened the door, they saw him. They were astonished. Why would they be astonished? They were praying together in that, that that room or that building for Peter's release, and here he is standing at the door knocking, and they're astonished. Well, how did you get out of jail? Oh boy! Aren't we good? Well, how did you get? How did you get blessed? Didn't we just pray for blessing? Well, how did you get blessed?
0: You how know, did that happen? It kind of goes back to one of the places where one of them said, "Make sure everybody's in agreement in prayer." <laughs> it's kind of reminds me of that. That's okay.
1: Okay, so let's now. Go back to the book of John, and you want to go to the 16th chapter of John. That's John chapter 16. This time we want to look at verse 24. Jesus is speaking as John. 1624. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Well, they weren't going back to Peter's imprisonment. They weren't, they were astonished. They weren't full of joy. Well, what's going on here? I mean, when we ask something of God and when we receive, we need to be joyful. Oh, yeah. know. Hello. So, Number five is ask of God to act and then don't be surprised when he does so. Okay. Number six, we need to get a proper perspective of God and his word. No one will ever live higher than their view of God and his word. It's true. Let the word of God become your standard for life and true success will accompany you. So uh, let's go all the way to the book of Joshua chapter 1. And you know where we're going. I'm Joshua chapter 1, looking at verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe observed to, to do according to all that was written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Glory to God. So... We need to get a perspective of God's word. It's going to make us successful. All all the way back to the the New Testament. We're just going to kind of put these all together. Uh, 3 John.
0: want me to quote it. She wants to quote it. Okay, 3 John, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Amen.
1: So the more we have within ourselves God's word, we're going to prosper. It's it. It, you can't. This is, a, this is a promise. The more words you have, the greater prosperity you have. The situation is a lot of people have the word, but they don't believe what the word says. You have to, you have to get a hold of God's word, claim it, and receive it. Okay, now number seven is, is going to be hard on all of us. Okay, number seven, pride. Pride hinders genuine prayer and revival. Pride promotes self rather than God. Pride doesn't consider God in one's lifestyle. Pride is selfish, stubborn, and worldly. Pride never allows, applies God's truth to their lives. And let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 16. I know we're jumping around today, but it's fun. You know, it's it's good to have pages to hear, pages rustling. I don't know about the, the computers. I mean, you just, but it's fun to run. run. You can see how well... Well, you're bi- you're using your Bible because all the pages are beginning to yeah. become loose. I hope your keys are not getting loose, but <laughs> okay. Your what? Keys. Okay. Oh, I thought you said teeth. I didn't say teeth. <laughs> okay. Well, I do hope you don't teeth don't get loose either. Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse eighteen. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with, a, with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Wow, glory to God. Pride br- brings destruction. Well, that's not any good. We don't want to have that in our lives. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 26 now. Here's pride again. Pride uh chapter 26 of Proverbs, looking at verse 12. See thou a man wise in his own conceit, there is more hope for a fool than him. Wow. Pride leaves little hope, gives you little hope. Pride gives you little hope. Okay. Let's go to the uh, book of Psalms, and we want to go to chapter. That's the book of Psalms in chapter 10. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
0: As we're turning there, you know, the root word for pride is strife. Psalms
1: 10, beginning with verse 4. The wicked. Though the, uh, through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God, God is not in his thoughts. So there you go. Somebody who's pride, God's not in their thoughts. That's terrible. He forgets God. Mm. And I'll let you read, and Keep another, if you're t- taking notes, read from 4 down to 14. That's talking all about pride there. And what it does. So you got a little homework. Go back to the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, this time. Proverbs, chapter 29. Verse 23. Proverbs 29, verse 23. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Wow, should we be guilty, should we be guilty of planning our own lives and leaving God out, now would be the time to pray about what to change in your life or change in my life and how to do it if you are guilty of planning your life without God, you know. I'll go to church, but that's not, that's not good enough. Okay, number eight. Number eight. Small results in prayer. Anybody ever had that? Nobody? Just me? You don't have? Well, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you guys all to pray because you get all good results. Small results in prayer. We should not stop praying when we don't see results. Having a roller coaster effect in prayer can lead you to despair. Man, nothing ever happens when I pray. Everybody ever say that to you? You know, once you pray, nothing happens when I pray, you know, because they're down here. Sometimes, well, I'll pray, I'll pray, I got something to happen, you know. Hello. <laughs> Nobody wants to pray here, so it means you're down. Right? <laughs> Knowing that God hears, we must be persistent in waiting that He will respond in the most effective fashion. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. So we need to be be persistent. Just hold on. He knows when to answer that prayer in the most effective fa- fashion. Okay. It pleases Him to help us along in our faith as we learn His Word, practice His presence, and allow His thoughts and ways to become our own. God loves to answer our prayers and see us grow bolder as we walk Amen. and witness for Him. Uh, let's go to First John. Oh, you love me going all the way around. You can't say you didn't get to uh, have a good exercise this That's morning. Cool. That's 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
0: That's good news. Man. Okay. But if All- you didn't ask, then you, then you can't go there and say, I know that I asked. Do you understand? He says you have not, because you asked not. That's heavy.
1: Okay, we're going to go back to the book of Kings. 2 Kings this time. 2 Kings, we're going to go to chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2.
0: This is 9, right? Hmm? The successor prayer, nine, yeah. number 9. Okay. This is number 9.
1: Success, the successor to prayer. Okay. Elijah is taken up, and Elisha has been dubbed... The new prophet, okay, you could say. That's 2 Kings chapter 2. Uh, Prior to that, Elijah says, uh, "Elisha says, I want a double portion of what you've got, Elijah. Elijah Elijah says, you're going to have to be watchful uh, for it to come to pass. And So, that's 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 14. Well, it's uh, verse uh, 13. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that fell, upon, uh, fell from him and went back and stood by the banks of the Jordan. And he took the mantle, verse 14, and Elijah, the mantle of Elijah that fell upon him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hith- thither and hither, or hither and thither, <laughs> and Elijah went went over. Okay, where is the God of Elijah? We say about the same thing. Where are the miracles? Where's the salvations? Where's God? You know, we did, we did this all to honor you. Why, why, why? Something's wrong here. We worship a God who hears our prayers and revives us. And he's the only one that's going to answer. He's going to answer by fire.
0: Proof. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That always, that that scripture always, I always kind of saw that as him going, okay, I'm going to make sure this works. He says, I know Bang! it works. just going to go see if it works, and it worked. If you need to. <laughs> That's just. You know, when you start out in faith and prayer, you start out kind of in little things to make sure they're going to work. You know, i understand where I'm going. And then all of a sudden, as you see it happening, your faith just rises up. And it's like, there's nothing impossible with God. Okay, here we go. If our nation
1: will ever turn back to God, it will be, it will be because Christians are turning back to God Amen. first. Remember Second uh, Chronicles 7.14. So let's go to now to the book of Proverbs one more time. Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs 28.13. He that covers his sin shall not prosper. Uh-oh. Some of us got dark areas in our background. Maybe you haven't uh, you know, uh, took care of them. We need to take care of them. But whosoever shall confess and forsakes them shall have mercy. Verse 14. Happy is the man that uh, that feareth the way, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Wow. We need to... God forgives. We need, we need to repent and just ask the Holy Spirit, if there's something in my, in my life that needs to be swept out, cleaned out, stomped out, thrown out, flushed out, whatever, get it out, take care of it, and want it out. Not just say, well, you know, I kind of like that. Uh-oh. Let's go to, uh, so God forgives. We need to clean ourselves up. Let's now turn to the book of um, Psalms one more time. Psalms chapter 10 this time. That's Psalms chapter 10. Psalms 10, looking at verse 17, or beginning with verse 17. That's Psalms 10, verse 17. Lord, thou had heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare thy heart. Thou wilt cause thy ear to hear, to judge the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may no more oppressed. You want to read that from the Amphite? I'm just That's here. Psalms 10, Ten I I was... verse
0: 17 and
1: 18.
0: O Lord, you have heard the desire and the longing of the humble and the oppressed. You will prepare and strengthen and direct their hearts. You will cause your ear to hear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed so that man who is of the earth may not terrify them anymore. Glory to God. That sounds good. Apply that. If we humble ourselves,
1: confess our sins, we will receive once again the blessing upon our na- nation, as one nation under God. Again, Second uh, Chronicles chapter seven fourteen it says, "If my people who call by name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land." That's what we need. We need people today. Okay?
0: Can I go back? There's three things in that last scripture. Which one? The 17. The 10, 17.
1: Oh, Psalms. Okay, she wants to go back to it Psalms. It says,
0: you will prepare and strengthen and direct our hearts. Prepare, strengthen, and direct our hearts. It's very important that our hearts be prepared and strengthen and directed. We need that in this hour. We need to be prepared and strengthened and directed. Our hearts need to be. So we need to prepare hearts. You know, that circle, I don't know if I'm gonna draw a circle on my wood floors, but we need to be prepared. We need to be strengthened and we need to have our hearts directed. Thank God we have a second chance here. Okay, I'm going
1: along with 2 Corinthians chapter seven fourteen verse 15 says, God says, Now my eyes shall be opened, my ears attend to thy, to, unto the prayers that is made in this place. In other words, the house of God. So, I have it in, highlighted in, on my paperwork. If we are tired of what has become of our nation, as a people, and a society, then as true believers we must act as directed by scripture to seize violently, fight to take back that which we have given away. It will only come as we pray fervently, continually on our face before a merciful and compassionate God. May we arise to the occasion to push back back the gates of hell, to set this captive nation and people free again. God is seeking for those who will say, here am I. Man. Use me. I have the scripture one left. And if you recall what the, the nugget was, I said it would refer to this, this whole thing. The battle may not be our choice, but the outcome is How do you want the outcome to be? Mm -hmm. Remember, it it might just take one individual. It might might take me. It might take you. But if each and every one of us took up the mantle that was given unto us, we can change. It says God goes throughout the world seeking a man after his own heart or a woman after his own heart. Are we after him? Are we wanting to change make a change turn things around? I mean this this nation of ours has was commissioned to go out throughout the world to share the good news of the gospel and we have, are destroying it ourselves. We need to change it back before the Lord comes. Well, I have
0: okay. One more scripture. One more scripture. In In Ephesians 5:16 through 18 and God gave me this last night. <clears throat> Put it on my page. Praise you Jesus, Ephesians 5:16. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be, not, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, And be not drunk with wine, where is excess, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. In the Amplified, it says, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understand and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine. For that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You know, this goes along. Dan didn't know what this sermon was with what he shared today. When we have... Turn me off. I mean, don't.
1: It is Revival Keith if we get those right we are on our way to kicking the devil out of here okay let's all stand we'll close see I'm making up for time see I I let you out early Wednesdays and Sundays I I know you don't have to work and go to sleep right away so I'm going to kind of stretch it out Eight o'clock. No, it won't be boring. What time is it? Ten, Ten to eight. eight. So, see, I mean. That was me, not you. <laughs> so, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us greater insight on our ability, Father God, to pray. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we will take up the mantle, Father God. Of prayer, Father God, for this nation, for our families, Father God. We praise you, Father God, that we will see the victory, Father God. And that we'll not fall by the wayside and we'll not tire, Father God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Give us each a great day.